BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers-in-Law, with special guest Craig Nedgedly, CEO of Talking Trees Farms and Satori Wellness, plus special co-host Koala Puffs. Hello, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me are the world-famous Pot Brothers-in-Law, Big Joe Grande, Hello. and Koala Puff. Hey. It's going down. We have an amazing show for you. Joe, tell us what's going on. Well, thank you guys all for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Make sure if you ever want to be a part of the show, call us up, 800-420-1980. Craig, that number again? 800 420-1980. Uh, yeah. Yes. Got it. Oh, there you go. You see how he's still Oh, Craig? This the, is I thought Craig. you were asking oh, the other Craig. As a matter of fact, Craig, you're a part of the show. That's true. That's our guest, Craig. Way to be on oh, standby, the other Craig, know? that we're going to bring on the show right now. You were Make doing sure better you than our out. Craig. Yeah, exactly. He was. He answered before our own Craig. Yeah, you're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> like, what number is that? <laughs> Make sure you check out our Instagram pages for daily news, all kinds of fun stuff about our personal lives. It's yes. at Cannabis Talk 101, at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark's at Waslaw. Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue is at one Christopher Wright. Hello. I am at Joe Grande 52, and Koala is at Koala.Puffs. That's P U F. F-F-S-S, if you can find her, but you have to type it all in. And our guest today, you guys, as you already heard, you heard his name is Craig. He's a little younger than our Craig. (laughs) <laughs> and he might even be Craig. I know you're a very well-established lawyer, but this guy is extremely established. Craig Najedli, if I said that correctly, if I hope I didn't mispronounce your that yeah. last name, out of Humboldt County. Now, he's the CEO of Talking Trees Farms, Satori Wellness, which is a dispensary out there in the Humboldt area, high-grade distribution, creation skateboards he has, and they have a great partnership with like Papa and Barclays, Papa Select, Have a Hash, Space Gems, they were Emerald Cup first place pre-roll winner, Weed Con first, Hash Rosin, Bubble Hash, High Times winner. Dude, you are killing it in the cannabis game, Craig. It's a pleasure to have you on Cannabis Talk 101. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great to be sitting here chatting with you guys. 
So it's just amazing how you're just a quadfecta of the, you know, business space, let alone cannabis, because I say the quad with the skateboard in there. There's nothing like growing up smoking some weed and growing on the skateboards, or you probably skateboarded before you even smoked weed, as most kids probably did. But (laughs) I want to go back to early Craig days. Uh, First off, did you grow up in the Humboldt County area? No, I grew up just a little bit north of Atlanta, and then right when I turned 18, I came out to uh, California because of skateboarding, and then uh, so I came to San Francisco and then quickly learned about Humboldt and was like, well, skateboarding and weed? <laughs> Sign me I'm, up. I'm there. Yeah. And Ma- so, match made in heaven. Exactly. So you got to go to Humboldt. What's the first company that you opened up as you have a grow, you have a dispensary, you have a distribution? Walk us through that. Yeah, well, the first company was uh, Satori Movement, which is still around, but uh, that was our skateboard wheel brand that we started, but we also started making hemp clothing uh, when we started that company in 1998. So I started making hemp clothing at that time, uh, late, late 1998, and uh, just brought that from the East Coast, actually started in Athens, Georgia, and brought that up to Humboldt, where we were able to tap into the, you know, it was mostly indoor home residential grows back then, but also there was really good opportunity with economic development being such a a small area. So I was able to get a loan. I was only 21 years old at the time. So I was able to get a loan through the economic development and growing a little two to four lighter and stepping that up over those years. But um, it all started kind of with the skateboarding and the hemp clothing. Craig, did you pay the loan back? I did. <laughs> just check it. I was, I was a success story. Twenty-one Actually, years I just old. Applied you know, for another loan with the same agency last week. Yeah. So you were you were a young kid when you were getting into all these business ventures. I can only imagine that there was a lot of uh, legal uh, procedures and legal matters that you needed to tackle. How did you handle that with getting attorneys? How many attorneys did you go through? Well, honestly, I went and bought a NOLO book on forming a corporation. <laughs> NOLO yep. no Press. And, uh, I, mean, that's and I actually did that that first company. I actually, I actually had the time and was young and read and uh, formed that corporation. I'd run through a few attorneys, but um, I pretty much did it all on my own back then. I have a lot more attorneys now these days. <laughs> I bet. I bet you do. Well, you have you now. Were you ever concerned with uh, the criminal side or the the crimes federally that you were actually that you were committing? Committing <laughs> that you're you know? still committing. Well, it's true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's you know the the feds are out oh, yeah. there. The feds just uh, what are they just uh, the lawsuit right with California? Yeah, and, yeah the DOJ served the BCC with subpoenas for information on licensed uh, entities, including manifests and all kinds of good stuff. How do you feel about that? How did you feel about it in the beginning, knowing that you were going in? into that realm well i knew it was part of the part of the play you know you got to take the chances you got to be smart you got to have a couple different burner phones (laughs) (laughs) be real careful about how you operate allegedly you know still when i drive i'm looking every which way every time setting cruise control just being really cautious about how you operate um but you don't really get too far if you don't push the envelope so you had to push those envelopes and uh Luckily, I only went to jail a few times for really short periods I mean, of time. Would, that's we, what I was. We, know, we would tell, you get caught. You get caught slipping every once in a while. I mean, <laughs> back in the day before regulations, we would tell people when they came in and wanted to start a cannabis business, you know, they thought it was all easy. And we actually had a had a mom from Coda to Casa come in one time. She wanted to start a delivery service, and she thought it was going to be super simple. 
And I said, I'll tell you what, stand up, turn around, put your hands behind your back, and let me put cuffs on you, because yeah. that's what it is now. It's a crime first, defend it later, back before regulations. And she promptly, oh, yeah. of people. <laughs> and she promptly ran out of the office. So, yeah, back then, it was, you had one foot in the felony door uh, before regulations hit. Um, now you got to sleep a little easier, cost a little more, more attorneys on staff, but in the regulatory process, at least you're most likely not going to get hit by the feds. Although there's still there, there's still, still no protection, hit. there's still no protection right. right now. The only protection is for medical, and they're trying to extend that to uh, adult use, which the House of Representatives have passed uh, an amendment to extend that protection to all state-sanctioned cannabis businesses. But like it did last year, it's going to probably die, die, in, probably the die in the fucking Senate. I don't believe it. It's going to die in the Senate in, until the no. The Senate would have done it already. The Senate's not going to do it in a million years until. This November, if it flips Democrat, I think we're going to see the doors open up and the feds take action because the, the Democrats have already done that at the House level. Now the Senate has to get involved. And if they both agree, it doesn't matter what Biden fucking thinks. It's going to happen. What was it like that first time you were arrested? You mentioned you, you did some jail Been a few time. Times. Got <laughs> caught a couple times. T tell us about the first the first incident of How'd your cherry pop? You dealing with the cops. Did you, did you use the script? Did, did you show uh, Did you cry? Uh, uh, it's a good story actually. So it was 1999, it was October sometime, it was right around a friend's birthday. And so I only knew Arcata city the city in Humboldt and to San Francisco. I was living in San Francisco at the time. Um, so I had a connection up in Humboldt, you know, I was young, barely 20. I don't even know if I was 20, but anyway, I would get a friend that was 25 to rent me a car <laughs> for a day for a 24 hour period. Right. And I would jet up to Humboldt, grab two pounds, jet back, do my thing, break it up and, and, you know, get something to smoke out of it and make a little money. So one day I was, had a friend from out of state who had Georgia plates. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you up there. So we oh, went up to Humboldt. No. Turns out, you know, I stuffed, this, I, I stuffed the sleeping bag in the trunk, got the two pounds, and uh, we go on our way heading south. Of course, you know, we had dreadlocks. I was asleep <laughs> in the back seat. My friend was smoking weed while driving. He's like, oh, man, that's not good. Anyway, we got pulled over in, like, just uh, south of Ukiah in Mendocino County. Right which I had no idea what was what. I was just on the 101. So we get pulled over for going six miles over the speed limit. That was wow. how they pulled us over. Jeez, here we go. Um, it was those dreads. Exactly. And then, boom, as soon as they pulled us over, it was like, I smell it in the car. And so, you know, I took responsibility for that. And uh, they brought me into Ukiah. Uh, it, was, it was, I think, a Friday. I think I had like $3 to my name at that time. So I was locked up. They let me out after the three day or whatever, um, and gave me a um, a court date. And so I didn't have a medical card at the moment. So I went right back to the Bay Area, got an appointment with, with Doctor Todd Micaria, who was kind of one of the uh, backdated, you know, back legendary first yeah, kind of exactly. doctors that was issuing scripts that you know California Medical Board tried to take his license and everything. So it was all in those early days. So I got my script through him and wound up retroactively the court accepted the um nice the 215 and um i wound up getting the case dropped only up north <laughs> then, yeah. yeah that yeah. only happens up so north. i got lucky there <laughs> and then in, in 
2004, I got pulled over in Orange County, Ooh. and that was a little bit of a different scenario, but eventually after five car, co- court dates, my 215 got me out of that one, too. Nice. Good yeah. deal. If you and that it. one, I forgot to ask for my pounds back. The first <laughs> one, I wasn't going to mess with it, but right. after the second one, I was like, damn. Yeah, that, but even that then. Back. Even, <laughs> even then, you've got charge you know, it to the you, game. You get a, yeah, yeah you, char- you, you charge it to the game. Um, but depending yeah. if you had your paperwork, well, see, uh, under two fifteen, if if you had it individually, it might be hard to get that back. You could, but if you were under, you know, operating a cooperative collectively properly, like we did with my kid the second time when we got the felonies dismissed, we were able to walk out of the cop station with all his weed, hash, money, phones. That's the best feeling in the world. Is getting it out of the evidence. Oh, I bet. That was yeah. awesome. You know, yeah. Craig, let me ask you this. I mean, what? you're operating... <laughs> not this Not <laughs> yeah. you, not you not Craig. Not Wasserman. The real Craig. No. <laughs> Najedli. Yeah. Um, Craig, you know, operating a 1,500 square foot uh, and up to 34,000 square feet, I mean, what what kind of uh, staff do you employ to operate these kind of a facility? I mean, there, you've got to have a ton of people running around for you, and let's talk about that, or is it just you just out there? Yeah, he does it all. <laughs> He's the Haymon of yeah, cannabis. Um, well, it's hard because I have a management company that manages all of my employees throughout the four or five different entities, three main cannabis entities. Um, so I have nearly 130 plus or minus uh, employees on average right now. Um, so we do have a 49,000 square foot of outdoor cultivation that takes about a full-time crew, about 12 people out there. And then July, August, when we're harvesting and replanting for the second run of light depth. Um, we got to bring in an additional 10 to 12 people. And then, uh, what really takes a lot of people is the manufacturing of the products, um, you know, processing into packaging, getting stuff distribution ready. So, so how many medium licenses do you have? You're only allowed to have one medium license. So I only have one medium license and then an array of small licenses. That's what I meant. That's what the 10,000 and under. Yes. Yeah, so you must have what? 20 of those? No, I have one medium and then six small, I believe. You know, look, tell, tell I'm our, not, I'm not in that particular property. It, it, I get confused between the county and the state. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Yeah. Tell our listeners how difficult it is and how long it took you to go through the process to get actually licensed. It's extremely difficult. I mean, really, it starts with your local municipality, so it kind of depends on how hard and difficult they make it. Um, Humble, you know, I would say it was kind of the leader in the pack in terms of opening up life. Not that they're easy, but uh, what kind of catapulted me and I was really early in the licensing um, scheme was because the property that I had bought in 2014 had already been visited by what they called the wet team, which was... Um, you know, an array of different agencies that were going to bust cannabis projects. So they actually came out to this property before I bought it and then gave us a list of violations. So I had already started on all the fun the stuff. land improvement, land yeah. use aspects of it. Right. And so I was kind of, you know, it's hard to determine whether to go legal or not, but I was like, well, I'm just going to go all in. I see that people are making a living in Colorado. It seems like there's opportunity. So not I'm a, going for it. Not, and, not uh, as much in the old been, days, but you still make money. Not like the old days, though. No, but, you know, it's 
You're not looking over your shoulder. I like I like I like being home and knowing that when I hear a helicopter, I don't need to worry about <laughs> well, it flying down and picking me up. We're talking to Craig Najetti out of Humboldt County. He's the CEO of Talking Trees Farms, Satori Wellness, High Grade Distribution, Creation Skateboards. I want to go back to when you went there at 20 years old. How did that community? Because Humboldt County, man, there you know it's like a, a, a good strong community, let alone a cannabis you know community. How did you get your in there? Because now you're growing your own farm. You have a distribution center. You opened up a dispensary. What was your in? I mean, was it the guy with dreads and just getting along with everybody? <laughs> How did you get accepted into the community? Because now you're a huge part of it and you're, you know, employing a lot of people out there. Yeah, I mean, I think with the the hemp the hemp clothing company definitely was a big factor. I've, you know, been up here and doing producing products that most are hard to find. So the brand Satori movement was pretty popular. And then, um, you know, you just being in an area, you get to know people, get to know the guys at the grocery stores. You know, it's a totally different world from when I first moved here to now. I mean, back in the day, you didn't want to park in the, in the hydro store parking lot. You would like right. send a friend in that wasn't <laughs> doing the, the work, you know, someone that, cause you always felt like the cops were while, you know, it was, a, it was exposure that you wanted to be careful of. So, um, you, you know, even up until a few years ago, mutual friends or, you know, my kids, teachers and stuff it was all kind of still hush hush no one really knew what was going on but now that it's you know all out in the open and at least legally uh, local state level you know now it's just kind of an open book and like here's what here's what's going on you want a job we're still hiring it is, isn't it crazy that the i mean while we're still trying to change the stigma of people who smoke and stoner mentality and all that stuff i mean it still is amazing to the degree that it is now acceptable when you say yeah i'm in the cannabis space I mean, people don't really blink twice like they used to. Oh, yeah. It's cool now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Some I have landlords people. that were people. Yeah, yeah. seven Some years ago. Like, no way. We won't rent to a cannabis business. But now, you know, they're renting to me and they're all about it. And they're actually starting their own cannabis businesses. So you've definitely seen a, large, a cultural <laughs> shift from even more conservative people that are seeing an opportunity. Um, but, you know. It's changing. Gold and glitter isn't all there either. They think they think it's easy money, but I like I like when people get new to cannabis. And like, oh, I'm going to get in this and make a bunch of money. I'm like, good, good luck. luck, have fun, good luck. <laughs> Government's <laughs> taking it all. You know, I mean, we when we tell people that when they come in for consultations, it's like, hey, this is not, you know, this isn't what you think it is, and it's not the green rush anymore. And uh, we can talk about that a little more when we get back from this break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, Craig... It's just crazy what this dude's doing. Which Craig, both Craigs are crazy, but this guy Craig was crazier to start all that stuff out there and humble like that. I mean, I was you, smart. You blew, 19, well, 20? I think of you, Blue, like Blue. I mean, sending people to go buy stuff. You couldn't go to the hydroponics store. I bet that was similar because Blue grew up with his dad growing weed. I bet it was very similar for you, too. I went earlier. to the hydro store for my son. Well, you know those, those, those <laughs> hundred. Really? You know the yeah. hundred. Yeah. The you hundred, know, dummy, you go, Dad. <laughs> you know the big hundred-gallon you know, uh, uh, bags or whatever you'd fill up with your soil back in the day out there in your hoop houses and whatnot. And... You know, we, we, we one time we got a, a call from uh, somebody that said, hey, your, your place is going to get raided on Monday. And then we're like, this, this is Friday afternoon, you know. We've got, I think it was 800 of these, you know, 500-gallon bags or whatever they were. And we were like, what? We got to move all these? You know, and, and literally... We started on Friday, obviously. Moving like, them. Like, we got to get money. <laughs> First of all, we left. The moment they said that, I said, everybody's <laughs> leaving. Oh. Yeah, we all left. And then, I, you know, Friday afternoon, after I'm sweating and, you know, trying to figure out what was going to happen. We got to get these fucking plants. We got to go grab everything. <laughs> I, that's all the money. So so we're up in the hills, and everybody's like, yo, dude, you know, the cops are down there. They're always, you know, pulling everybody down with trucks. So if you had a big truck coming from the hill, you were like a target, you know? So I'm like, well, we're going to get steak bed trucks, you know? So we literally got those open steak bed trucks and just put tarps over them so it looked like it was open like an open truck and like right. you're not gonna pull you're not gonna stuff you know a bunch 800, of weed. <laughs> yeah. 800 trees in, in, in you know in these huge things and we had to we had to get forklifts and, and, and like you know it was manpower for days we moved them all we lost half the damn crop you know but I understand your stories. I'm sure you you had some some. I'm sure Craig's done that a few times. Yeah. You know, one of the things that was in, intriguing uh, me is is your, some of your long term goals of of the of the worm castings and and composters and stuff like that. You know, creating your own stews. You know, I'm sure you're 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 deep into that. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, in terms of like the feeding and brewing compost and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, creating your own your own compost and and things like that. Is that the, that's one of your next steps? Yeah, I mean. I'm trying to get to a scale where we're actually producing like our own worm castings and stuff like that. But, you know, one step at a time, but we definitely, uh, produce all organic. Um, we use this global soil amendments and then pretty much use dry powder products. I try to stay away from the bottles as much as possible too, in terms of you could just stack up container fulls of empty bottles for using liquid nutrients. So, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I, you two growers talking to each other yeah, in, another, in, 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 in another language, you know, this worm, you talked <laughs> about minute. worm castings and 
com- what it, what is give me some definitions tell me what this means in plain english you know there's worms yeah. in the cannabis oh i think yeah. about it's tequila it's uh, food it's so food worm worm casting is basically worm poo which is a great uh okay. soil poo? conditioner and you relax yeah. joe you can't eat any of it worm excrement worm excrement <laughs> there, you go. there you go um so yeah it's great for the soil it's great for the plants helps huh. nutrient uptake and then compost is you know how do you pick that tea, shit up? Just, Literally. <laughs> Great well, line, Craig. You walk around with a little, little pooper scooper? <laughs> no, no, no. No, really, yeah. all joking aside, I think people want to know. We're gonna talk you're, we're gonna talk in that little bit of a detail. I mean, how does that how does that happen? How do you extract that? Put a little thing in there. Uh, there's a lot of ways of extracting. I mean, if you if you create a bed in an environment, the worms will just constantly be eating, you know, natural material. Some people feed them sawdust, all kinds of different things. And then they'll just, when you eat, you poo. <laughs> so, <laughs> then you, uh, and then you sift those those castings from the, like the dirt and material. And then you can extract that or you can just add it to your soil as, as is. Um, so there's, there's many different ways you can wow. work with it. But as we're talking about poo. As we're talking about growing and plants and you have the Talking Trees Farms, that's where I'm sure you're using all this uh, worm poop at. What are some <laughs> of the strains and strands? I know you're selling to Papa and Barkley, Papa Select, and a bunch of other companies. What are the big strands that I see that big company brand and a great-looking logo behind you? Talking Trees, Listen to the Trees, Grown in Humble, Good Vibes. Good vibes. dope. It's yeah, a good I feel. Actually, I like the logo behind you. It has a good look. I mean, like, what, what are your strands and what does that grow like? We have over a hundred strains, so you whoa, know whoa. Our, we mainly package our own I wasn't product ready for and, that. <laughs> and distribute to like uh, over three hundred stores. So we're always trying to find a new strain, work with breeders, and pheno hunt a particular cut. So right now, I believe we have, you know, in eight greenhouses, we have a bed per strain. So I have twenty-four strains minimum on one farm, and then the adjacent farm a different twenty-four strains or more. So we're always changing it. I would no, like to volunteer as tribute to try all of them. I'm taking that. I want to make sure they're good. Listen, you got to make sure you're putting out a good product out there. I will tell you. Give me all 100. <laughs> let me try them out. Yeah. With, yeah. All, with all those You'll strains, uh, Craig, you've got, you must have a good intellectual property attorney. You, you're, you're protecting the names of those strains and how, what kind of difficulties have you had it's a great question maneuvering yeah. the the intellectual property aspect of all this yeah so i'm not too deep into like the breeding side of it yet so most of the strains that we do have aren't proprietary to us um so i haven't really gotten into that level of it just yet um but i know there are people out there even a friend of mine you know i thought i had a strain well, I knew it was a name out there. So we're like, oh, we got this strain. I get a call from my buddy. He's like, I'm like, why is he calling me? He's like, I got to let you know, man. You're, I got notice of trademark infringement. I'm like, what trademark? You're stealing my you? shit, Craig. <laughs> what, am, what am I, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, this strain, you know, we, we trademarked it. It's ours. And I'm just kind of laughing. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. We'll just call it something different. But I know you didn't create that strain. You just came up with a name and yeah. trademarked it. Right. Up until recent, I think that's, all strains were the same bag of weed. Yeah. Let's put this over yeah. here, those over there, and let's come up with some bitching names. Oh, last uh, night. has been going on for 15, <laughs> 20 years. Last yeah. night, my friends were making up new names for, oh, this is called the, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but what, I think we should call this, you know. It's like, get the fuck out. This is called the hot <laughs> ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. What kind of weed is that? What's been the number but one? It's always good. 
I mean, it's always good to get trademarks, you know, so if we do start creating our own strains, we definitely will trademark them, whether we enforce the trademark or let it out and allow other people to grow it. You know, it's kind of a good marketing strategy to let people grow it. Other people want to just hold and possess things. That's not really my style. It's just cool to call someone and be like, hey, that thing you're trying to put off is mine. I have my name on it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's mine. mine. Craig, what's the one that's gotten you the most, uh, I would say, wins? I mean, you won the Emerald Cup first place pre-rolls. You won at WeedCon. You won at High Times. Is that one strain that did it or was it a couple different ones? And which which are they? Different strain. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, right now, one one strain that we really keep in our rotation is that we got a, a really good Skittles cut many years ago, and um, it's a hard strain to come by. That oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get a Skittles trademark. profile trademark on that so one. That so one sure. is like Skittles is one of reach our out. favorite. It just is so good. Um, What's right now? We got a new strain <laughs> this year. The Z Money 14. So the Z Money is a, a Skittles OG cross. That's a good one. You know, speak, uh, speaking of different products lines, you must be ha- getting ready for a huge crop to come down right now. How much product yes. are you looking at actually developing this year? I mean, you know, you, harvest time is here, baby. So we're just right around the corner from payday. You know, I want to come <laughs> visit. You, you remember quick. these times in life? Oh, I already huh? know what time it is, bro. They're they're getting oh, ready right now. <laughs> everybody's getting Look at antsy. the old grower out of you. Come yeah. Yeah, I'm he's, getting the, he's you're excited. Got a couple undercover grows we don't know about. You're just getting antsy. You're oh, you just, I don't want to know. You just heard about mine all over the TV. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah, right now. I just asked no, you. Go ahead. Right now it's tough. I mean, we probably got about you know. Right now we're we're already harvesting quite a lot because we do two runs of light depth in most of the gardens. Nice. So we probably got over 600 pounds ready to process, and nice. that's the that's the uh, the bottleneck is getting it processed, especially right now with COVID and everything. We had to lay off quite a bit of people at processing, and now we have to do the social distancing. So we're running into issues with, and all the South American kind of trim immigrants that you have to rely on to get stuff done this time of the year aren't around. So yeah, uh, getting product to market, and I think we're seeing it with other brands just because I have a store in the distribution, is, is extremely challenging this year. There's a lot less people in the workforce. Mm. More people are making money on unemployment than if they were working. Right. That so yeah. Tough. Yeah. A trim machine can only do such a good job. We don't really go that route. So we like hand manicured for our A buds, and uh, we're just waiting to, to get trimmed and get out to market. But we got that personal love. By next week. So you're saying yeah. later next week I could we're be smoking those 100 jars that have been promised to me earlier <laughs> that we obviously negotiated during this conversation, right? This is all recorded. That's reported. I just want the weed, man. We're all talking next about week, it. It's like when I you're got, talking about food. I got three for you. Bruh, He's it's got like three. When you're talking about food. Can you imagine that many strains like, in front of you going, oh my goodness, Ooh. I just like to see them all too. My wow. mouth is watering and I want to put my lips around a bong immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Don't, Joe. Don't, I, didn't I, I, I already I muzzled him. You. I muzzled him. Okay, thank you. I, what are you in my guys office, ju- I just got totes and totes of sample bags. Bring your tote over <laughs> here. <laughs> thank God they that came. aren't even in production yet. Thank God they allow samples, so. huh? Hey, I'm, I'm actually, before, before they actually allowed for the sample and allowed a way to track the sample <laughs> and not get taxed on it, I mean, it was bullshit how long is it going to take us to tour your whole facility i mean if we come down and uh, first of all can we come down yeah. One, real question <laughs> two is is can we if we tour the facility you know uh, how how long would it take us to tour all of them are they all close enough to hit hell no you guys can't it come. would take a whole day you know i've uh anybody's welcome i actually just got an email right before before we got on this call that I have a surprise visit from the CDFA tomorrow at one of my parties. Ooh, nice. Morning. nice. So that's, 
awesome. Yeah, that's that's nice. But, but then again, um, so I'm sure you're. Work to do I'm sure you're in compliance for that. But uh, so I have seven different facilities that are kind of spread out. So it would take a whole day to see. Every we got a weekend to put aside. Let's go, boys. Yes. Road trip. We'll do on, on scene. We're ready to do a road Something, trip. We're talking to Craig Najedli out of Humboldt County, and I want to touch on high grade distribution. How many products are you distributing? But let alone, how did you figure? Let me start also creating my own distribution company that can help distribute all my products. It's a brilliant fucking plan. You just like capitalized on everything. But but what are you pushing out? Yeah, well, actually, uh, high grade distribution was actually formed in 2004 when I was doing the skateboard business and clothing apparel for uh, selling a few of my other friends that have skateboard companies. We started uh, distributing for them around the world because that product can distribute globally. Um, but once I started getting into the cannabis space more and then transition the distribution company to being a cannabis distribution company. Um, so that was a natural progression, or sorry, 2018, um, once we were getting all into the cannabis permitting and it just seemed like a natural progression into distributing and controlling where your own products go. You and know, do you only push out your own products through there? Yep, distribution. I also uh, you know, have a, a con- an agreement with Space Jam Gummies, and so we just do Talking Trees and the Space Jam Gummy brand, and uh, it keeps us quite busy. There it is, guys. We'll be right back after this break. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. You know, um, I actually, I think I had seen, I met you at some of the uh, trade shows at some point and, um, or, or some of your guys that were out there working and they were, they had the high grade, uh, the hats, were those yours or was that another company, you know, in, taking on your infringement? Um, I'm not 
sure. We, we make hats. Well, are they are they like real? Are they real like company so they can get they, cease and desist? <laughs> I'm serious about that because they were really like high grade hats too. They had a lot of a lot of quality going on them, and they were like really stitched well. Um, and, and, and I remember they were giving them to me like, oh, we're high grade out of the bay. And, and I, I thought it was a guy and his dad or something like that. But maybe they're just biting on your, um, they had a little pin on them as well. Biters. I don't He's going to start was, Googling right after this call. No, I mean, that's that, right. I'll have to look into that. Low key, that was me. No, like, I just <laughs> he said it to himself. I got them on deck right now. You know, I'm just playing. No, I did get those though. And I, and I saw that the hats, they were good quality products. And, and, you know, going into the, the skateboard thing, you know, what, were you selling just decks or you? selling all kinds of you know wheels accessories or was that just an apparel line what was it uh, i did a little bit of both so creation skateboards was the decks and then satori movement was the satori wheels which is like the urethane the wheels and then some clothing was like kind of satori movement um notable thing there i was the first person to ever figure out how to recycle a skateboard wheel so we huh. made uh, wheels called the Real Life Recycled Wheel Program, which is pretty cool. Nice. nice. Right. Wow, long ways from uh, long ways from the uh, clay that I had. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> yeah. wheels. Those were stone <laughs> clay. Craig. No, I actually probably was on the tail end. Chiseled. Of, I was on the Rock. tail end of the of the metal wheels. Oh, nice. Go back that far. Oh, wow. I've actually never even skateboarded ever. Really? I stood on a skateboard one time for a very fake ass photo shoot, and yeah. uh, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's rolling! Get me off!" And then that was it. As so, a kid, I used to love no the skateboard, clue. and my first one, my dad made it because that's how broke we were. Mijo, I'm just gonna get this two by four and cut it for you, and You're we grabbed some cranks it. and wheels, and we used rollers. <laughs> and then you I'm got like, on it and broke it. <laughs> Thanks for making that's fat. Matthew, by the way, I did break it, but you know what? Oh it, no. <laughs> but it was fun. I wish I had a good quality board from you, Craig. Shit, I had nothing but yeah. fucked up ankles from the <laughs> scooters that I kept. That I, we were in Ukraine, so all scooters, so I'd rather learn how to skateboard. Maybe my ankles would have been So were you now. a big skateboarder as well, Craig? Did you get in the pipes, and did you try to make a run for it for the X Games? Hmm? Uh, yeah, I was really big in skateboarding, but not on that level, like X Games level, no. I was more just having fun in the streets, skating to, ramps, you know. Just go to hate Nashbury and get rid of so. what's ever in your backpack? <laughs> Pretty I'm, much. <laughs> no, no, hate Nashbury is where all the cops in there. <laughs> The he Castro had district. Right he, had to, he had to. He had to. He had to. Uh, he had yeah. to figure a way to, to move that money around, right? So you know, I I have a few scars. I got one on my chin. Twenty seven skateboards. Yeah, twenty seven stitches in my chin, and then my forehead. I have a scar oh, wow. right here on my forehead. I from, got twenty eight stitches on my left elbow and a broken wrist and a broken from arm. skateboarding as well. Uh huh. This is why I never wow. got on one. What this about right you, here. Pitt? How many you got? Our, our engineer back there, he was a skateboarder and a biker. How many stitches you got, Pitt? Quite a few? He's like, my whole body stitched up. Quite a few. Is he showing off? That's not from skateboarding. That's from being stabbed. Yeah, I bro- yeah. I, 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 oh, my God. My, my arm broke when my brother uh, kicked uh-huh. me a can- did a cannonball with me and broke my arm. What? Remember that? No, he doesn't. <laughs> you and Matt. Matt Moulton or whatever his name Wait, was. Wait, wasn't your shoulder all messed up the other day? <laughs> oh, my shoulder oh, is still messed up. Didn't today. you like sneeze and something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody lighter. He went to lighter. Oh, yeah, you were lighting a joint. Skateboarding. Because you were skateboarding. I think we will come back after this break. Yeah. <laughs> so when we bring you back in, we're gonna do the high five. Um, uh, right. Did you did you get the? Uh, yeah, he's seen the questions. Yeah, okay. it's better when they don't see it. Yeah. Hey, Dino, I'm on air right now. Let me. Come no, back. I didn't see any questions. Okay, we're yeah, good. Oh, we're good. good. Don't worry so, about it. Don't worry. It'll how, be fun. What you, order you, are we going? They were on in? that paper you signed, but that's all good. It's all fun and game. No problem. You'll like it. All right, here you go. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Big Blue, Joe Grande, Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law, and Miss Koala Puff sitting in. We are here with our special guest, Greg Najidli of Talking Trees Farm. Craig, not Greg. It's Craig. Craig. My Your apologies. Brothers Craig and Craig. <laughs> Smoke another joint, Mark. Yeah. My apologies. I only I'm, say Craig. It's confusing all the time. my Craig's. He's Craig's and Craig's. We're all here, and we always. Well, you guys didn't want me to do it last week, but I'm going to do it. I want to thank <laughs> Pitt, Peanut, Jen, everybody at iHeart, all of our audience, everybody that helps. This Cannabis Talk 101 podcast come together. Everyone in all your 78 countries that are listening right now. Yes. Come growing. Together. Thank you. I think it's 80 countries right, now. Right I think it is 80 countries. Now. Picked up two more countries. Over, Over me. me. And now it is the time of the show. My favorite time of the show. Mine too. The high five questions with Craig, Craig oh Najidli. <laughs> take the name away from him. Joe, take it away. That's right, Craig. We're going to ask you five questions. You get to answer honestly with that nice, pretty smile of yours and the Talking Trees logo in the background. We got Craig out of Humboldt from Talking Trees, Satori Wellness, high-grade distribution and creation skateboards. Question number one, how old were you the first time you smoked weed and where did you get it from? I was 17. I smoked with my oldest brother for the first time. That's nice. cool. Nice. Where were you guys cool. at? Uh, we were at his house in Atlanta. He had a party. <laughs> and, uh, nice. yeah, I was in his backyard. It's it a fun way to go to the ATL. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Well, I personally have a big obsession with blunts, but a question for you is what is your favorite way to use cannabis? I smoke joints. All right. Nice. Smoker. That line like is just great. The old school. Joints. Do you roll them or do you stuff them? Like I'm assuming you like you you roll your joints. Yeah, yes, I roll someone else. I could okay. go grab a few pre rolls. There off you go. The shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Um, uh, you like you you like the, uh, the the going through the process of rolling one. The ritual. The ritual. That's it. Oh yeah. I'm surprised yeah. a guy like you doesn't have your own roller. Just somebody that's sitting next to you that we can't even look at and doesn't look you square in the eye ever uh. and just rolls your own joints. <laughs> Here you go, Craig. <laughs> he had that before COVID. I, I could probably roll him faster than that person. <laughs> oh, shame. There it is. He's All right, you number guys. three. Question number three. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Good question. I'm just gonna say Japan because it's so illegal there. <laughs> yeah, that Arigato. is, that is a big place. one. Question number four of the high five with Craig Najadili. Najidli. 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 You know, you just stick to the first name. What is me. your What is your go to munchie after getting high? Go to munchie. Mmm. Gonna just be honest and say a good beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and beer go kind of hand I love There you it. go. I love that. That's a there nice you go. Beer. All right, Craig. Question number five of the high five here on Cannabis Talk 101. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead or, or alive, alive, who would it be? Hmm. <laughs> He's got a big influence on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Say it again, Craig. Got, got to repeat. Got, yeah, Technical repeat difficulty. Again. Repeat it. We're going to ask the question one more time. Mark? If you could smoke cannabis okay. with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? 
tough question. I say uh, Bob Marley. He's had a lot of influence there on my it life. Is. Yeah. I'd smoke with Bob. He's nice. a favorite. Bob, Bob Marley's a huge influence. Yeah. I got close to smoking with Bob. We did, too. We were hanging out with his son, which was very cool. and still one of his days. And not only that, he took a picture with my son and daughter, who are seven and five. and still. T- I can't wait for them to get older. And they're like, who's Realized this guy who with the... Was. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a cool story. <laughs> Julian Marley. Hang well, hang out with well. us so, a little longer. I am trying. <laughs> Stick around, Koala. Maybe we'll send you up to Humboldt County to visit. Where Talking else am trees. I gonna go? We're gonna Where? send, uh, send you gonna, up there with a camera. We want to send the girls up there in the next week or so, so they can go check out the farm. And well, and, I gotta and get my hundred jars. Do, do a review. I'm, we made it. My lawyers are here. We <laughs> we've negotiated, <laughs> and that is happening. Yeah. I want to taste this. Well, Craig, you know, we want to thank you for coming on to Cannabis Talk 101. Uh, any final words before we go ahead and ship you out of here? Uh, oh, well, thanks for having me. This is why Skype is not Pleasure. killing it with um, socks. Up here day. And uh, I'll leave you with a little bit of education. You want to know I say, you say I'm very stoned in Japanese? How? Yes. Booty, booty, kamata. Booty booty kamata. Booty booty kamata. I'm going to learn that one. Booty 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 kamata. Booty booty kamata means I am very stoned. Yeah, I love that. And Craig, I just want to thank you and your company. You know, one of your employees is like my brother, Jeff, Mr. Rasta with the long dreads. I mean, we grew up together since we were young little kids. And literally when he was talking to me about a couple weeks ago and I go, how's the company doing? I go, you know what, dude? He's like, oh, we just got a new farm. We just got this. This guy, Craig's the man. He just, he was praising you on what a brilliant uh, mind you have in the cannabis space and what a great boss you are. So, and I'm not just joking you because, you know, that's my buddy, but that's what made me go, dude, we got to get this guy on the show. Like, my, you know, my boy Jeff just don't throw out props to anybody just because he works at a, a random company and your distribution company. But thank you for everything that you do for your employees because awesome. one of them thank praises you. you. And if one of them praises you, that means a lot more are. So congratulations on your success, man. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. And give my boy a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, we we do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Featuring Craig Nedgedly, CEO of Talking Trees Farms and Satori Wellness, plus special guest co-host Koala Puffs. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.